Hi, and welcome to the Live Beautifully podcast. Today, I am sitting down with my dear friend, Lori Harder. She is absolutely incredible. She's a founder, entrepreneur, three-time world fitness champion, wife, friend, mentor, and so much more. You guys are going to love her. Her podcast, Earn Your Happy, is one of my all-time favorite shows. Not because she's a friend also. I might be biased, but it's so inspiring. You're going to love this candid conversation. Also, as I've shared with you guys, my goal with this podcast is to share more conversations, less polished and more real and in the moment. Lori and I, we must have been so excited to be together yesterday that we forgot to make sure the mic was properly connected to Zoom. And instead, the episode is entirely recorded on Zoom. So a little echoey, you'll know when you hear it. Last year, I would have been like, wow, we need to re-record this or I'll just wait for the next time. But truly, this conversation is incredible and we have to hear it now. It's just so, so good. And I know that you'll enjoy it. So apologies for the muffle zoom sound. It's better to tune in on headphones, but either way, I hope you enjoy it. It only gets better as the conversation continues too. And before we get started for all of my entrepreneurs out there, do you want an aesthetically beautiful website that you can actually run and customize yourself? The power is in your hands and on your own laptop, a website that you can actually update on your own without paying crazy fees. I have used just about every website platform out there, and I finally found one that is the absolute best. Not only is it the easiest platform that you can use, but also so cost efficient and gorgeous. I built my website livebeautifully.com from a template and you can do the same. The best thing is you're in control of the updates and all the customization. The template is from my girlfriend Jen's company called Tonic Site Shop. I'm going to link everything below in the notes. Shout out to Jen. She is the most talented designer and everything. We we need to have her on the podcast soon so you guys can hear from her. Check it out at livebeautifully.com slash tonic. So it's T's and Tom O-N-I-C. Um, I'll put the link below. Jen also made a code for all of you to save 15% on your website. Use the code Katrina sent me. It's the best thing I've ever done for my personal brand and podcast. So whether you have a personal blog, a brand, a company, or a podcast, or something that you've been wanting to start and do, this is it. These templates give you freedom, control, and the most beautiful site that is all yours. All right, here we go. So this is great. Um, Lori Harder, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad we started out this way. This is my life. This, welcome <laughs> to my life. Um, I am just so happy to be here because we've been friends for a long time now. Oh my God. And you've been without crying because I don't want to cry right away. Mm-hmm. You've been there for me through so many amazing but hard, but ups and downs like along the way. And I just thank you for being such a dear friend. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, really. Like to be in the arena with like such an incredible woman who has inspired me so much and who's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, if you couldn't hear that, who has blazed so many trails. Like you have done that for so many women that I know, and you've been in a lot of the conversations in the rooms that you have not been in, in the mm-hmm. best way. So I'm just grateful for who you are. I'm just, it's when you're doing so many things in life, it's nice to have connection mm-hmm. and a community that feels like that understands your journey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you've understood my journey. And sometimes when we, connect all I have to do, give, give you is like a quick rundown and you're like okay this is what's up this is what's going on so I do feel like 
it's really nice to have a friend that knows how to pull you out of your dark place. Mm. And I've been in like so many like sticky, muddy, dark places that even that person's like, oh, I'm sorry. I only know how to do it because I'm in those dark places too. And I'm like, for the love, let's yeah. get out of here. I was just saying um, on my last episode that I would rather talk to somebody who has the wisdom who has been in the mud. Mm-hmm. The mud yeah, totally. Because um, it's sticky, it's dark, mm-hmm. it can feel like it's suffocating you. You can feel like you're claustrophobic, like mud yeah. is like gross. And if someone hasn't been in that, then I don't, I would not go to them. And so part of me, I'm like, I, I would rather talk to somebody where I know that they've come out mm-hmm. and that's where I'm like, I, that's how I want to serve people mm-hmm. too. I have to tell you this analogy. So my friend Danette loves, loves the mud. It's the muck because oh, Lily, it's is, like a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> muck is yeah. But <laughs> the thing. So the thing about it is, so water lilies, they, they grow from the muck because that's where all the nutrients are. Mm. So I always think of that when I'm in the darkness, I'm like, oh, this is where all of the good stuff comes from. It's like where, when you emerge from it, it's like, we see that beautiful flower on top, except its roots are from the muck. And that's where it's getting all of it's like, that's why it can be so beautiful out in the world. And that's why you can understand so many people that's why so many people relate to you but don't quite know why is because you're speaking from a place of the muck like the darkness you've been there I don't know if you've ever experienced this where sometimes you can't relate to people if they haven't been through the hard stuff yet like it's it can be kind of a challenge maybe to connect not that you have to but if you're trying to talk about certain things and it's really I it's those dark moments that you have to remember just offering so much on your path and, and that's where you expand. Well, I have questions that I want to ask, but I kind of want to go, I want to expand on the mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of people listening right now on the other side. We're in their car, we're in their ear, maybe they're holding laundry, maybe they're on a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're really struggling. Mm-hmm. What what does it feel like when you're coming out of that? space mm. and what can they look forward to and what will what what helps pull you out of that dark place mm. well if you're in that spot right now I will tell you that it it requires helping yourself out of it mm. I don't know if you can get out of it hoping some I, I don't believe you get out of it hoping someone's going to come rescue you mm. I think that there are those moments where if you can't get out, if you're in something where you're like, man, I just feel like this one's lasting a really long time. That might be the part of your journey where you realize life requires other people. It requires relying on other people. Mm -hmm. And I think as women, depending on where you grew up in the country, what you saw, what you believe, what you saw your mom do, what you saw the women around you do, you may feel like you're supposed to come out of it alone. But I want to tell you that it's important to know that you're going to come. This isn't the last time you're going to be in it. Life is full of these, but they don't have to last as long. And I think that's the point where if you're in it and you don't know how to get out, then it's going to require you calling in other people, meaning you have to start asking for help and being really honest with where you're at and asking the right people for help. Maybe someone that you know has been there before, or sometimes it's someone you don't even know 
but you feel like has been through it and might be on the other side. Um, and what does it feel like to start coming out of it or how do you start coming out of it? I do think there are ways to help yourself before you ask other people. You know, for me, it was some books changed my life. Some podcasts, like listening to podcasts like this, like truly changed my life. I was like, if I'm not vibrating high, if I don't feel good, if I feel depressed, you need to listen to or read from something where someone wrote it or recorded it when they were in a higher vibration. And that will help you change your mood. And when I'm saying vibration, just higher mood, you guys, like somebody who's in a better place than you are, cling to it, listen to it. If your mom is negative, don't call her for a couple of weeks. Like this is going to be tough, but you're going to have to cling to people who are coming from a better place and really start to try to get out of that. Those are little ways to start and go get around people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, that's a good point too. Cause I feel like a lot of times misery loves company. Oh yeah. And so if you're sad, you know, who else is sad? You kind of just surround yourself by sadness and then yeah. you can all sulk together. Yes. But listening to somebody who is so happy, inspired mm -hmm. and wants to share that with you and tell you like, you deserve to be happy too. And, yeah. and that it, it's hard to find that when you know immediately you can find something that you can just oh, easy. And we're a little yeah. addicted to it too, because mm -hmm. it's, val it's validation. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, I was feeling bad for this reason. And there was a reason I was feeling bad. It's because I was right. Like there's a part of us that's right. If we can confirm like, you know, even in the last, through the pandemic, uh, my husband and I, like, it was really easy to be like, oh, the world is bad. It's going downhill. Nobody's making money. It would have been really easy for us to cling to that idea and go watch people who were losing money, who weren't making it, who weren't doing the things in order to do that. And there was a whole group of people that we could have listened to because they were loud. Mm -hmm. And we decided to tune it all out. And we were like, no, we're going to go look for the people who are like going to make sure that they thrive during this time. And we did, we tuned it out. We went and said, why do some people thrive during the hardest times? And we went and found all of that evidence, only listened to those people. And truly we thrived during that time because we followed what they were doing and tuned everyone else out. But it was a very clear moment for us of who do we want to, how do we want to define ourselves during this time? And who do we want to listen to? I like that you said evidence mm -hmm. because I didn't understand that word. Mm -hmm. And I did a meditation with some girlfriends on New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. And the meditation, I'll share it um, in the show notes. And it almost felt bizarre. We were all sitting there and showing me evidence of mm -hmm. all these things like abundance instead of scarcity, mm -hmm. which I'm all like, if you can try to shift your mindset to abundance you'll start to notice that you attract more abundance and happiness mm -hmm. with little things. Like it's beautiful looking out the window and it's rain and it looks gorgeous right now. Or you're like, oh, it's raining throughout the mm -hmm. day. So abundance in so many different ways of how your perspective is. But um, the show me evidence that things are good, mm -hmm. but you have to look for it mm -hmm. and constantly looking for evidence that life is going to be good for you. Yes. And that you can, and I didn't understand it. And then every day since that meditation, I think about it all the time. And you just said it. Mm. There you go. It show, it keeps she, showing just, she attracted it. Yeah. <laughs> so you recently hit a thousand episodes mm -hmm. on your podcast. How did that happen? I know that inspires me so much because you know, this is like a newish space for me, 2020, which I can't believe now it's 2023, but mm -hmm. you know, I've had to take so many breaks because 
I didn't know how to continue with a podcast totally. when there are other things happening. Yes. Uh, I have a couple questions for you. And this could apply to having a podcast, um, any job, anything that you have to show up for. Mm-hmm. If you are going through something hard, how do you show up? Mm. Period. Period. Because I, would, I have not been able to show up mm-hmm. and record during miscarriages, IVF, mm. um, just when mm-hmm. I'm in the muck, I can't, I can't talk, mm. like can't even talk into a mic. And so obviously no one's life is perfect. Mm-hmm. So how do you show up? Mm. Um, the only way I've ever been able to show up, whether that's, you know, speaking on stages or recording podcasts or whatever it is, like things I have to show up for that you put in your schedule and you're like, you know, we, we schedule ourselves out when we feel good. And then all of a sudden the day comes and, and if I'm being totally honest, I'm not a person who feels good every day. Like majority of the days, I'm kind of like, I don't want to do what I scheduled. Mm-hmm. I'd say 80% of the time in my schedule, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I did, but there is a resistance in my personality. It's like, I would rather, like, I would rather be outdoors, Katrina. Mm-hmm. I would rather be surfing. I would rather be doing anything but sitting at a desk or working except I also know that I want to create in that way and I know that I want to do those things so for me how do I show up I fully detach from what I believe it's supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and I know that when you are out in the world imperfectly but consistently that's really what matters the most and so especially for podcasting I just decided that if only 50% of these were pretty okay, that that worked for me. Mm. I mean, honestly, I'm okay with only 20% being pretty darn good. And you're pretty okay is remarkable to someone else. I believe it's in the book, um, Atomic Habits. Mm. There was an assignment for these photographers in like photography class. Mm. And the teacher said, okay, so you can pick either one of these, you can pick to do one photo for the whole class, like the whole semester, but you're only going to be graded on this one photo. So you're going to want to nail it. Or you can do a hundred okay photos. They don't even, it doesn't even matter what these look like. And you're only going to be graded on if you hit the 100. So you pick. So everybody in the class picked. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is the people who did the 100 photos Overall, their photos were way better than just the one because they were so detached from the outcome that they just kind of shot what was, they were like, I like it. I know I'm inspired by it, whatever. And then the other one, there was so much pressure to be perfect on the one Mm -hmm. that they didn't turn out good because they just put so much pressure on what this looked like. So why I tell that story is because just you showing up is going to take all the pressure off if you can just not worry about them all having to be perfect because the game is... The game is just showing up. The game is just discipline. The game is just, hey, I'm so proud of you for showing up on this hard day and letting it be okay that you're like, I don't even know what to say when I turn this mic on. So I'm going to Google, how do you show up? Three ways to show up on a hard day and read it off the internet and tell them I am literally reading this off. Do you know how many times I do that? I'm reading someone's quote tile from Instagram today on three points on how to show up when it's hard. Number one, and then I speak on it for a second. The podcast is seven minutes long, but I did it. And I turn the mic off and I never, I don't listen to it. I let it be okay that it was imperfect and that's it. 
I like that too, is that even if you're sharing someone else's work, that's the purpose of their work is that yes. you, they want you to amplify it. Yes, and I so love that. If you are sharing someone else's quote, it's a beautiful thing. That's mm-hmm. that's what that it's there for. Yeah. And if you have an audience that you can then you know share it to, but and no, no idea is original. So release yeah. yourself of that. Yeah. And whoever's idea it is that you're you like or you're, you know, that's really resonating with you. Yeah, share their names, say who they are, and then elaborate on it. There are whole podcasts, Trina, that are um cliff notes of other people's podcasts and they mm-hmm. do really well. Like <laughs> I should probably listen to those. <laughs> Whenever yeah. I start a podcast, I can never finish because mm-hmm. now I'm like my time is divided and my mm-hmm. kids and everything that I need clip notes for a podcast. <laughs> great. I do think um what you said to the perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening, the the perfection in, in us just doesn't want to be bad. And there's shame and feeling, you know, if this is not good enough mm-hmm. and it can completely paralyze you from doing anything. Yeah. And I love what you said about the atomic habits because um the the people that took a hundred photos too have way more experience to take that mm-hmm. number one picture next time. Right. So yeah, you just have to get out there. Yeah. That's what I need to hear today. Yeah, and get out there and get out there. I do it messy, do it scared, and do it less less perfect. Like it just that's those are the reps. Yeah. Like sloppy reps at the end of the day are going to get way more improvement than one amazing, perfect rep, you know, that gets you no results actually. Looking back, I always love these questions because this is pretty, it's, it might take you a second to think okay. about this, but looking back, what would you have told yourself when you bought your first microphone? Mm. And this could be for anyone that like, buys their first camera because they want to be a photographer or their first laptop because they want to become a designer and mm-hmm. you know starts their first Instagram oh, account for business. So interesting. Okay, I, I have a couple different things. Mm-hmm. Um I would say to keep everything more simple. Mm-hmm. I, I think that when we think of our ideas, we we blow them up to the biggest idea, which yes, that's awesome. That's going to be your motivation. But the way that you're going to get there is not going to be that route. I, we were just talking about this because we're uh, my friend and I, my friend Lindy Schwartz and I wanted to do some live podcasts mm-hmm. and we weren't doing them forever. A year went by and I'm like, why aren't we doing this? Oh, because we think this needs to be two or 300 people and it's going to take us, you know, then we have to do the selling around it. Then we have to make sure we have the staff. Then we, you know, do we need the volunteers? Who, who are we going to hire for all the audio and video? And then we were like, what would it look like if we just use this other woman's studio who already has all the equipment and there's only room for 35 people and we could sell 35 tickets and like, you know, on a, on a post, what if we just made this way simpler? Mm. And I think we're over. And and so that's what we did. And it was so simple and we showed up and we got to leave and we got our podcast recording and we got all the things that we wanted. And it was like, why don't we overcomplicate it? Why did we think it had to be like so big? Why don't we Start small and let the idea evolve into what it's going to be. So if you're first plugging in your microphone, you don't need to know how many times a week in two years you're going to be, you know, putting a podcast out. Let it, you know, start with one time a week and see how it evolves in your life. Can you even keep up with that? Like, what does that look like? Um, Let the idea, like, 
enter into your life and become a part of your life and see what it becomes and where it naturally goes. And it'll probably shock you and, and how great it is and how it's an idea that you couldn't have even come up with in the beginning. So detach from what you think it needs to look like, have that idea, but then back up and go, what is realistic for me? Like, we just need you to, if you're, if you're studying what type of mic you need, what type of laptop you need, and it is taking you longer than a week, you're literally sabotaging yourself. Get anything and put that work out and get into the routine because the routine and the actual consistency of showing up is going to alleviate all of that anxiety and stress that you feel that you're feeling because you're not doing the thing that God has called you to yet. So get the cheap mic, get the laptop, whatever it is, set it up and start it. Make sure you're starting it one week after you make that decision. Wow. We'll put a we'll put an equipment list of the cheap stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just want to tell people, you guys, I have a podcast, hit the thousand episodes. I record into my iPhone for most of it. I literally, for all of my quickie episodes, I hit record and send it off to my podcast manager. And I literally just record it into my iPhone. Yeah, that's so good. I just want to free everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I have when Lori wakes up, mm. how do you get yourself pumped? Mm. There's a couple different ways. Um, so... Uh, in the morning, I have to listen to, I, I like to listen to somebody else, like who's already in that vibe. So I either listen to podcasts. Um, I actually have a, an app called the Girls Day app. And there's like a daily fire from Brandon Burchard. I don't know if you know who he is, but I he, he is my energy muse. Mm. So for me, and when I, when I say energy muse, if anyone's wondering what the hell that even means, I, if I could just show up in the energy that he shows up to everything in, like I know that all good things in life would come to me because something about his energy is that whenever you are with him or listen to him, you immediately um, just, you feel better. You feel your energy rise. Um, and I, I just want to share like when he's with people, he sets an intention before he walks through the door to be like, how do I want this person to feel? And that's something that I've started to think is like, how do I need to show up to make sure that I get the best out of this person? Like, what does my energy look like? So even if I'm like, and I'm like not wanting to do anything, I'm like, you can, you can reset because my experience of you, Katrina could have been totally different. If I answered the door today and been like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh God, are you dreading this too? Like what, which I wasn't by the way, but let's clarify. Let's clarify. Yeah. But imagine if we were both in that space, but it's easy to yeah. do that. Right. And, and as human beings, it feels easier to match people than it does to kind of be like, Oh, like it would have been harder for you to bring me up out of that. If that's how I answered the door, I mean, we want to actually match people so that we like communicate with them and connect. So if you're coming into an experience like that and you have an intention of here's where I want to be with our energy, people are more likely to try to match you, especially if you're the first person to interact. Um, so I listen to somebody back to morning routine. I try to listen to someone um, who's at that energy level. Um, Chris and I go for a walk every single day. It's a non-negotiable for us. Coffee. Yeah, I do coffee. I do like coffee. And then um, we do something called the power nine actually, hmm. which is three grateful fours, um, three 
excited about and three manifests for the day. So we do that every single day. And that, is that a non-negotiable? That's a non-negotiable. I have that as one of my questions. So oh. cross that off now. Yeah, that is a non-negotiable. <laughs> we do not miss that. Mm -hmm. So good. Brian and I need to start doing that. It's so good. Yeah. It's like by the time you do the nine too, yeah. you know, sometimes you're like, oh, let's name three great reports. Mm -hmm. The nine really pushes the both of you if you go back and forth. It takes a it takes a good 10 minutes to go through. Yeah. Um, and by the end, you're like, oh, you're kind of that's all you're focusing on. So what mm -hmm. obviously what you focus on grows. And I'm telling you, like, what our conversations, it's funny, we'll do the power nine and all of a sudden that like I'll be on my third grateful and it'll remind me of something somehow that I said that, you know, pissed me off that's going on in my life or something. And and what it does is we're like, oh yeah, we're doing the power nine, like not the disempower nine. Like yeah. let's do power nine. Back to the word paralyze you for the day. Yes. If you've talked about if you wake up and you're like, you get that email. Yeah. And you or get a phone call, or if you have a horrible Zoom call, or just if you're feeling really low, then that's all you talk about. Mm -hmm. And and Brian and I, that's that's just sometimes the space that we're in that we're like, and you feel really stuck in that. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna start yes. having the top nine. Yeah, we're gonna do it. That'll be our non-negotiable. I love that. And you know, with you sharing that, I think it's so important for people to hear like that will always exist. I, I've never had a day that that challenging things don't exist if you're in business. And honestly, it's just like if you're, even if you're in corporate America or at work, like there's not a day that goes by you don't get a challenge or your boss doesn't annoy you or a coworker or whatever. It's just, a, it's just another version of it. And I think it's so important to number one, have something like that. Number two, also be having conversations with other entrepreneurs that like, I know that that is the norm. So sometimes it's easy for us as, as business owners, especially if we're kind of isolated throughout our day, it's easy to feel like, oh my God, is this just happening to me? Or why is, why does it feel like shit is hitting the fan over and over and over again? And it's like, well, it's kind of happening every day because as an entrepreneur, our job is to solve the problems and put the fires out and they all come up to you and they're dependent upon you. But we forget that. And what happens is it amplifies if we focus on it. But when we stop focusing on it, it's funny how you'll start to notice like it's still happening, but you just don't mind it as much because now you're like, that's the norm. It's just kind of a part of the day. Mm -hmm. And if you can expand the good and really focus on the good, because I'm sure simultaneously, there is so much awesome stuff that's actually happening in your life yeah. too. Yeah. So it's like, how do we just expand that to make these other things seem a lot smaller? It's so crazy to go from frustration to then looking at a little human mm -hmm. to see happy and having to put Can't that in. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been our biggest lesson is that now our little human is becoming a bigger human and can pick oh, up on our signals uh -huh. and will ask us like what's wrong. And so that I think that'll be a really big goal for us is when we can talk, we're going to do podcasts. Yeah. The four of us, but I think knowing that it will coexist, mm -hmm. knowing that anyone listening right now, we all, whatever pain you're going through, the hard time, the heartache, there is so much good mm -hmm. that just, if there is something that is really feeling hurtful right now, that it's okay for you to feel sad about that and your feelings are completely valid mm -hmm. and look for the good as well. Mm -hmm. because that will help you get out of that muck. It's just freed me up like, Joy and pain exist on the same. It's the two. It's a two-lane highway every day. Joy and pain are they? They go. They are literally hand in hand because, um, you know, pain is the amplifier of joy, and it's kind of like 
how can you, Tim's story says, no matter how right life is going, there's always left. They exist together. There's just no way to not have it. So I think a lot of us feel, even when we're in joy, we're always afraid to lose it because we're so afraid of pain. But if we can know pain is such an amazing teacher and joy exists because of pain. If there was only joy, you wouldn't actually even know it was joy. Mm-hmm. It would just be blah, you know? Yeah. So it is, it's, it's an amplifier. And I try to remember that, that when I'm in it, um, that one of the things I've just been saying in my head is, is like, I'm an overcomer. I can, I can get through any feeling I can sit with this. I'm strong enough for this. This is just going to make the joy that I feel in the future even bigger. So I try not to be afraid of it. I think we're so afraid of the bad things happening and they're not bad. They just are. They're just other things that are opposite of joy. I saw you talking about that on Instagram the other day and it was how, how you can overcome mm-hmm. and how you can get to the other side. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Okay. Ready. What is the most surprising thing that you've learned about yourself mm-hmm. in the last 12 to 18 months. Mm. Mm. Mm, this has mm-hmm. been a hard 12 to 18 months for me. Um, what's the most surprising thing? Where you're like, whoa, I didn't know I had that in me. Um, my that our capacity as humans is so big to hold um a lot of anxiety and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I think what has surprised me is the level of uncertainty that I can hold, but also um, simultaneously became really aware that we are all so the same. Like, so what has really surprised me is how connected we all really are and how, um, how I have been choosing a lot of my own pain and self-sabotage by not reaching out in those moments of like feeling like you're going to break. So it's also surprised me how strong we can be with people. Mm-hmm. Like you can be going through hell, but if you're doing it with a group of people who understand you, it alleviates 90% of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, that's been amazing. You've been able to pivot in so many different ways in your career and in your life. I mean, here we are in Scottsdale together. We both have places on our topic. How did we get here? I don't know. Here we are, which is hilarious. But then I also don't really believe in coincidences. No. Like saying like the whole, like it's meant to be. Yes, Mm -hmm. totally. And so whatever brought us both here during the pandemic, like maybe it was because this conversation had to happen right now, or maybe it's champion Mm -hmm. later. (laughs) Um. So you've been able to pivot and people, those people (laughs) are so afraid of change Mm. because it's uncomfortable. Like the unknown is comfortable. And you recently shared a quote that I want you to speak on Mm. because you shared it with me as well, is that people would rather cling to suffering. Mm. And I think that that is so powerful because I think sometimes we don't even know, like the word suffering, you're like, you think of Mm. real suffering Mm -hmm. really dark stuff but you could be suffering in something that you don't even know that that's what's happening Mm -hmm. so share more on that and you know for for anyone that is like that they're there right now Mm. what they could hear from you oh you know i 
I think it's one of the hardest things to hear is when you go, I am not choosing to suffer. Like if someone's going, no, 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 no. I am not choosing this right now. And, you know, it was an interesting moment for me to go, but I'm doing the same thing every day and not choosing a new path or to reach out to different people or to turn the ship on something that I'm doing because I don't know what that other path is going to bring. And so there is a moment where the most powerful thing you can do is go, whoa, I'm choosing to stay in this emotion because there could be another action that could create a new emotion for me. Mm. So if you are at home or you started a business and you realize this business is not doing well, or you realize that you are not in a life that you love right now, there are plenty of actions that we could choose that could either change the business, close the business. Nobody's holding you hostage in any of those things. And some of you right now might be saying, because I said the same thing in my head, you know, these people relying on me, I need this money, I could lose everything. Yes. And you know what, a lot of new beginnings and a lot of very successful people, if we really go back and look for the evidence, right, they have stories where they burnt the whole thing down. They let their business go. They lost money. They disappointed people there. For every successful person, there is a trail. There is a wake of disappointed people. There is so many people who are like either were upset with them or didn't think they were doing the right thing. And then on the other side, it's like people come around, they can now see why that happened. But Steve Jobs says we can never connect the dots looking forward ever. It's always backward. So just like you just said in the beginning of this conversation, why are we here? How did we get here? Now I can see how I'm in Arizona. But when we first moved here, I was like, you know, we we had um lost Chris's dad right when when we were moving. It was part of why we moved. And I couldn't understand why we were doing anything, if I'm being honest. We were like just making decisions to kind of avoid pain and get out of pain and figure things out. And now I can see why everything happened. Like I fully understand it. And so if you're in that place right now where something is not working, there are some actions that you need to take that are probably going to feel really drastic. Um, but the only way that I've known to get out of something where you can't see a way out is to do something drastic. Sometimes you have to do those really big moves in order to change up the situation that you're in. Like if you keep doing, you know, the little things and they're not making a difference, you might need to go and close down the thing that you're doing. You might need to go and start something really big. You might need to start a workout plan that you've never done before, where you go to classes three times a week and you've never worked out outside of your home. You might need to go to cooking classes or to marital counseling. Like it's just my favorite relationship. Yeah, you have to shake shit up. If you want a new, if you want a new life, a new energy, you've got to do something that's going to really feel so far outside of your comfort zone And I promise you, those are the things that have made the biggest difference in my life. Like events that I was like, oh my gosh, why am I going to this week long retreat, this spiritual retreat that feels so foreign and right before I go, I want to cancel it. And this is stupid. This isn't for me. These aren't even my people. This isn't the right time. What am I thinking? And then I follow through and go, and my life is totally different on the other side. Or I met somebody who I started business with, or, you know, I think the blessing is always on the other side of the thing you're most resistant of always. 
Going back to what you said too, is that there's a new wave of disappointment mm -hmm. as an empath that is currently in therapy for <laughs> being an empath. Mm -hmm. uh, even even last week, I couldn't record a podcast episode because of the earthquakes. Mm. I couldn't. Mm. I was I wasn't sleeping. Mm. I was bawling on the floor. Like it's it for anyone that doesn't know what an empath is, it is it's a negative mm. thing where you take on the feelings of anything you see on the news, any stranger on the street, mm -hmm. any relationship that you have anything that's going on and you internalize it and it becomes part of mm. your fire inside of you mm. and it burns you down mm -hmm. and paralyzes you. Mm. When someone says, when you're pivoting, mm. you're not the same. You've changed, Lori. Mm -hmm. And people have said that mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. through your shift. Yes. You know, talking about um, other things and other topics and now moving into what you're interested in how have you been able to take people with you and what do you say to anyone that says mm. changed you know I, I have a great relationship with change now and so if anyone says I've changed I'm like yes and that is I'm so grateful because I'm evolving so we sh I should be changing mm. um, and so I think that's permission for me first of all when people notice I change I'm really glad <laughs> Because I don't actually want to be the same person in this life. I really want to be growing. I want to contradict myself. I want to have said something yesterday that today I met someone who made me believe differently. Mm -hmm. And I truly, <laughs> I was, uh, I'm trying to think who I was just talking to. I was talking to uh, Ryan Holiday. I don't know if you know who he is, but he does a lot of like, writes a lot of books on stoicism. I think he's written over like 20 books. Um, and he's, he's a huge researcher and he, he was telling me how signs of intelligence are, if you contradict yourself, are, if you can put yourself in all these different perspectives are, if you're changing and evolving. And I was like, more people need to know that that is going to be what your path looks like. And that's what we're afraid to do, right. To be wrong, to say that you felt one way on social media one day and that you're, you were totally wrong the next that is a sign of the most intelligent people on the planet is to be able to have many perspectives because you're willing to look from so many different angles of the world. And, you know, you should say something one day and then take a trip to Europe or China and have a totally different perspective and have them blow your mind. Right. Because you now see it from a different place. So, um, you know, and I, I just want to offer unpopular a very unpopular opinion for your being an empath. Mm. So here we go. Here you we can, go. You can edit this out if you want to, but I'm going no, to offer it. I'm going to offer it to you this right now. And some people listening might think I'm cold and heartless, but I want I want you to listen to the I want you to listen to the end. So if you are an empath and you just related so much to Katrina, you're like, oh my god, that's me. So that is a superpower. But what happens is when you allow yourself to let that all in from all around the world, from everything, from the news, from what's going on, you leak your superpower because your superpower can only be used if you specifically know what to use it on. And it has like a very strategic plan. And so, you know, if, if there's something that with the earthquakes, if you want to do something, you have to just look at it and say, I'm going to turn it right off after this because my energy that is going to be used in so many places 
for your children, for your family, for the places where you make real needle moving action. Um, what you're going to do is if you want to do something about it and I'm freeing everyone up, it's okay. If that's not the thing that you want to move the needle on today, if you know that you're just going to leak energy and be upset about it. So for you, Kat, I know these things are huge. So you say, I'm going to do one post. I'm going to do a relief post. I'm going to show people where they can send their money. And then I'm going to as well. And then I'm going to turn it off. I'm actually going to not look at it again. I'm going to turn off the news and I'll do another post tomorrow for a week. I'm not going to look at the news. It's going to be the same thing. I'm going to contain that energy because I know that I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good businesswoman. I'm not inspiring other people when I'm on the floor crying. And so as much as it's like, I, I freaking love your heart. Like it's so incredible, but you are here and everyone listening. If you're listening to this podcast, I just feel like if you even found cats podcast, it's because that you're meant to do huge things in the world and us leaking our energy all over the place, doing nothing, which I'm not being rude, but if you're on the floor, you're not doing anything. You're taking away from the people and the reasons that you're here. So do the action and cat knows this. I'm just retelling every single person who's listening do the action, shut it down, pray for them and know that your energy is going to be best used where you can go somewhere else because you can't do anything from your floor, but you can do a lot for another woman that if you empower another woman that day, guess what she's going to do? She's going to do a post for a relief fund and go make money because we're not making any money. This is okay. I'm now getting goosebumps. We are not. (laughs) This is it. We're not making money on the floor. And I'm using the floor as an analogy because guess what? That's where I land when I leak my energy. And the floor, you've seen the terracotta floor. Yes. It was like full panic yes. over everything. And like mm-hmm. that toll was going up. Yeah. I'll tell you when I'm defending, but like it almost like the cooling effects. Yeah. It almost felt like an ice bath. I'm like, okay, oh. we well, brought you back. So I guess that time the floor was okay. But yeah, but, but yeah. it's a little hard actually. Yeah, a little, a little much. And so Kat's going to go inspire another woman to either get fit or make money because that's what you do. And when you get fit, you tend to go, okay, what's next? Then you make money, which is awesome because then money can actually make a needle moving impact where you can go give relief, get, you know, help people go in because that costs money to send people in. It costs money to send food and it doesn't matter how much money that you're sending. It's important, but money is an energy. So if you're leaking the energy, you're not inspiring, therefore not helping someone else make that money to go do a post that also they can send money and see these are these are the needle moving actions that we need to have these conversations on. Because what happens is a lot of us as women are having this conversation and going, oh, I know it just it hurts so much. And we just feed each other on how much pain we're in over it and we don't do anything. Yeah. So the most empowering thing is do your post and then get back to your business and your family. Yeah. And move the needle because that is what's going to make change. Not a bunch of us, you know, disempowered on the floor, upset, feeling totally paralyzed. Yeah. And the the earthquakes are just an analogy for everything that we see on social media, everything that's going on politically. Where can you stop leaking your energy? Get your power back and go. Okay, what can I do? What move can I do? And where can I then shut that down? Say a prayer say, you know, what, whatever it is, like for me, it's like, God, I'm praying for these people. Um, you know, whatever it looks like that you want to say a prayer around, like send love, like do all of the things. 
do the money, do the post, and then say, God, please help me stop thinking about this and redirect my thoughts into something that is positive that could make an impact on someone's life today. Where can I best serve? Like help me to let go of this energy because I feel helpless right now. So help me to get out of the helpless feeling and help me give hope to someone else. So where could you go and give hope to somebody else? And most likely it's probably in your business or with your family or a friend. I love everything you just shared. And I feel like you're right, whether it's an earthquake or any type of disaster or any type of divide that's mm-hmm. happening in the world. It and we all get so caught up in all of it. Of and then everyone wants to know your opinion on mm-hmm. something, especially if it's political. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, doing something about it. I did end up, um, I will, since we're talking about it, um, Baby to Baby announced that they're sending uh, supplies to all mm-hmm. the children and babies that were coming out of the rubble. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we actually packed up pallets and mm-hmm. it's on its way to Baby to oh. Baby right now. That's so, amazing. And, and it feels so good yeah. that you know you're making an impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the Baby Barn Warehouse, everyone was there early, mm-hmm. packing stuff up. And my assistant Lacey was on her way because I'm in Scottsdale. I'm like, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Lila made the introduction to like all these different people. We're mm-hmm. like, people want to help. Yes. Like, Mr. Rogers, like, look for the helpers. Like, yeah. We all want to help. So, yeah, I think part of part of the future is I love how this turned into like a therapy appointment for me. Sorry. Oh, this is for me too. Are you kidding me? I'm, I, I verbalize and have to talk everything out. So everything you just heard was for me, by the way, that was not for her. I was like, um, I need this because I turn into, I can spiral mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. I'll have a full schedule and all of a sudden I'm doing nothing because I'm on the floor as well. We mm-hmm. felt something. Yep. Or someone said something. Yeah. Or there was an email. Yeah. Oh God. No, you just, there's life is too short. Yeah. These have to be moments, not days yeah this is so morbid i'm sorry you guys like this is such a dark podcast but like, <laughs> it's kind of like you gotta bring the light in a, in a bit it's a little bit like when people pull gary v aside mm-hmm. kind of like three inspiring words or like the most inspiring thing you can say, say to me mm-hmm. it's like three words you're gonna die <laughs> yeah. and True. on our way here we're trying to find your new neighborhood by the way it's amazing mm-hmm. um there is a graveyard Mm-hmm. And I just looked over and like I just my eyes welled up and I'm like, life is so short, you guys. So short. There were fresh flowers and wilted flowers. Like those are people, and those are their families. And, like that's how I walk in here and I'm like, we are alive, we're doing mm-hmm. this. And like that does when you look at that, you're like, it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to live our life mm-hmm. and not get stuck there either. Making me misty. <laughs> it's the best. I just looked at you and I was like, oh my God, we get to do this. Yeah, we get to do this. How freaking amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now we're both crying. I know. <laughs> okay. um, wait, I can't read my notes because I'm terrible at that. Okay, you know the graveyard we're talking about, right? Like, the, yeah, like, over by the, yeah. the other side. We were at the wrong gate. <laughs> See, but you went that way for a reason. Yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. Um, okay, I literally can't read my notes. Um, <laughs> All right, I have a couple more. Yeah, I had so many things. We're not going to get through everything. Part <laughs> um, three, actually, because we're going to interview you and Chris. What are you excited about? Mm. This is a good time to be asking me about this. Um, because kind of like what you just said, I I really think I'm grasping what 
that life is really short. <laughs> Something about being in your 40s, which I never thought I'd be here, and you know, aging parents and losing parents and friends losing parents, and like I never thought I'd be here. And so I'm I'm really excited about um I'm really excited about embracing all parts of life. This might sound just like whatever. Like, no, really, that's what you're excited about. But truly, I I say to myself, like, when business gets hard right now, I'm like, none of this actually matters. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather be in the arena than in the bleachers. Like, even if I'm getting my ass kicked today, I would rather this than be wishing I knew what it felt like to be going for it. And I am excited to say that I am a person who now is so willing to take take those risks. Um, I believe the gut feelings we have. I believe that they're God saying, this is for you and this message is delivered for you. This dream is delivered for you. But I don't believe God promises that it's going to be a winning scenario in the end. I think he, he, um, he can tell you that uh, what he, he, what it is telling you is that the journey is going to be there for you to evolve into the person that you came here to be. And I think we get it confused when we think that if we have these dreams, they should be, you know, this incredible experience and it should just be a winning outcome. And that's actually not even where the goodness of life comes. It's like, if we knew that our dreams were going to come true, we would never even start because we'd be like, yay, that's how it ends. Right. It's like, you kind of, the joy in the journey is not knowing how it ends. And also if you fail, can you still be good with your life? And I think that that is um, when life gets really rich and juicy and amazing. And when relationships really, you know, some of my best relationships have come out of the most challenging year of my life because I've had to get really real with people and say, I don't know if this is going to win. And right now this is looking real bleak. And right now this is actually failing and I'm hitting walls. And it's the first time, you know, kind of going back to the relationship thing is like, I really found out who my friends are and I really found out how much they want to be there for me. And I really found out, you know, how much people really want to help is when you're in your darkest hour is when your relationships deepen the most. And when you find out the most about yourself and when you, um, you know, we can say that we're faithful people and we believe in God or universe or spirituality, but you don't get to even practice it until you're in the darkness. And so what I'm excited about is understanding that about life. And so not being resistant of it all the time and not fearing it. And when those tidal waves come, knowing that you can ride it and you can get through it and um, to not be scared of life and to be excited by it and know that every journey is like, it can be fun and you can do it together. So I'm excited to be in new businesses that scare me because uh, I I would hate to have a business that didn't challenge me. I would hate it. Like when you actually think about it, if anyone's in a business right now, who's like, why did I start this? Entrepreneurship is hard. Why did I take this job? Because you'd be so bored if you didn't. Like take it all away, go back to your life where it's like, maybe you're just scraping by and making an income, but you know it's coming um, and you weren't happy there. So you got to decide where you want to be happy. Do you want to be happy in the arena doing the thing and, and you know, doing the thing that you dream of, or do you want to be in survival mode unhappy because it's it's a decision. So I'm going to decide to be happy 
um, that I went for it. I'm going to decide to be happy through the hard stuff and let that all be okay. okay. That was long. Sorry. I, love that. <laughs> I like, I'm going to save a lot of my questions, even for our part three. So we have to. Uh, and then one of your goals is to have more people on your podcast, mm -hmm. not, not only like interview people, but also more listeners. So I'd love for you to tell everyone um, where to find you mm -hmm. and where they can subscribe, like, comment, love. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um, thank you guys so much for this. And thank you so much for this. And thank you for being back on your show. Oh I missed it. You inspired yeah, me. I would I, like right out the gates. I was like, this girl is so amazing. Like this podcast is so incredible. Right out of the gates. And I was like, actually, I'm going to hibernate for a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> it makes space. It's all for a reason. It's all for a reason. And I actually love that so much. And that you came, that you came back and said, Hey, it's okay to act, go take this break, figure out what you need because it's, it's about not quitting permanently, right? It's okay to stop. Just don't quit permanently. Um, so the podcast is called earn your happy. So I really think you have to go and do things every day. We don't just pop out of bed happy, right? We have to have our non-negotiables and conversations with humans and all the important things to make us whole, because I don't think oh, unpopular opinion, but I don't think alone we're whole. I think we need God and people and food and nutrients and all the things. I feel like this entire episode has been really, it come, comes full circle about earning the happy. Mm -hmm. Truly, through your top nine, like you're not yeah. going to earn your happy through living in the muck. No, literally everything we discussed today. Yeah. And life is short. So you're mm -hmm. happy. Yeah. You might as well choose it. Mm -hmm. So it's an earn your happy podcast. You can go do all the things there. Subscribe. Like, what What else do you share? All the fun stuff. Comment, review. Comment, review. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know you're listening. Yeah. Um, and then just at Lori Harder on Instagram right now. Everything in show notes. Thank you. Can include <laughs> anything else that we forgot. Yes, because we now we're all like, Let's think up for show notes. Cloudy and crying. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, right. yeah. Hey, love you. Love you. Thank you for this. Thanks for coming on. Now we're gonna go um have the boys. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah, probably a different energy unless we can try to make it a ride. Look hilarious. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should make a ride. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, we until we tell them what we talked about. They're gonna be like, "What is wrong?" Yeah, like, we're not talking about that. Right? <laughs> they're like, "Why do you have to go there?" I'm like, "I don't know." It's just what like, happened. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's something in me every day where he's like, "Well, that was dark." I'm like, "I don't know." What well, you know, it gives him a chance to play play the play play a hero hero role. It's great. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Live Beautifully today. I hope you loved this episode and that you feel empowered, connected, and of course, inspired to live beautifully. Make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when a new episode comes out. I love seeing your reviews and hearing how this podcast is making a positive impact on your life. So if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to leave a review. I read everything from you and it means the absolute world to me. I'll be sharing your reviews and stories on Instagram at Katrina Scott. Also for Ask Me Anything episodes, literally anything, text me on my cell at 213-205-3604. 213-205-3604 with anything you'd like to talk about. Title your text AMA for Ask Me Anything so I can look out for your message. Thanks again for tuning in and sharing this with your girlfriends. I cannot wait to chat soon. Let's live beautifully together.